What's different about you guys is that you actually take the time to listen to your clients. I love the work you do and how you do it. That's what one of our most recent restaurant clients had to say about us. This is why we love the work that we do, y'all. As restaurant owners and chefs, there is so much on your plate when it comes to operating a restaurant. People can't even imagine the level of work and commitment that it takes to do what you do. But on top of all of that, you've got to be a content creator. I think we all know by now that social media and the online world is here to stay. And it's really important to stay consistent in order to keep your guests engaged, to continue nurturing that relationship that you have with them, and to celebrate all the work that you're doing. If you're ready to show up with the authority that you know that you have, you want to show up authentically. Your dishes need to look amazing because they are amazing and everyone needs to know it. If it's time to take the next step, go to gingerandcarrot.com and schedule a discovery call. We need to work together. There is something I want to get off my chest. I think um, I think Atlanta deserves more respect and uh, coverage for the people that live in the city who are bartenders, bar owners, restaurateurs, chefs, mm. artists. Like we have a lot of talent in the hospitality industry. And I, I think we get overlooked as a city a lot. And I've had this conversation with a lot of food writers, but you know, when you Google best restaurants in Atlanta, a lot of times you'll get like the Atlanta brochure tour guide restaurants yeah. like more of the corporate yeah. stuff because they're they're popular because they're near the hotels or they're you know they pay a certain amount to be in those brochures right so I think my issue is that you know we we have all these pockets of neighborhoods and mm -hmm. you know when people come to Atlanta I take them to different areas of Atlanta it's not like yeah. oh let's go downtown like none of us hang out downtown and none of Nobody. us live there um, <laughs> And your boy, Tabari. We're the husband and wife duo, co-founders, creative director, videographers, photographers. Where at, Tabari? Ginger and Care Productions. Ginger and Care Productions. If you ain't heard about it, you just heard about it just now. Just now. What we do is we create stunning videography and, 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 and photography for chefs and restaurant owners. That's right, y'all. So if food is your jam, guess yeah. what? It's our jam, too. In this podcast, we are exploring how folks show up as their authentic selves in the work that they do. We're going deep, y'all. But we're having fun along the way. So if you're ready to laugh, if you're ready to cry just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. Then keep listening. I'll do the intro. <laughs> okay, so we're super excited to be sitting down with Claudia, a world-renowned pastry chef. James Beard nominated bitches. I'm recognize. To say that. world. I don't know about world. <laughs> I'm 
mean, world, you know, like, it's not. right? Chicago <laughs> is known by the world. Like, <laughs> I think that's what, like, you're on the internet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the hype. It's amazing. And I'm actually telling the God honest truth. So <laughs> we love humility, but not a lot of room for it around here. <laughs> so, Sonia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're super excited to have you. You're our first pastry chef on the Sensitive Business Podcast. Really? Ooh, no yeah. pressure. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Groundbreaking. You're breaking glass feelings already. <laughs> you set the bar. The bar. I got to set the bar. <laughs> it's gonna be an average bar <laughs> yay so, no one of the go ahead Jamari. <laughs> so claudia what do you fuck with what do you mean <laughs> what are your values my values um community honesty um i think humility uh yeah the, i think those are most of my values just showing up to be your true self being authentic what i try to do as much as possible i love that you spoke about community a little bit yeah how is community uh, manifested in your life so i grew up with um both of my parents were pastors. My dad's a religion professor, but we all grew up with like always giving back to others is like a core value that you should have as a human being that, you know, giving back and doing work for the community should always be a main goal. Um, my dad always said like, if you become, even if you were to become a doctor and make a bunch of money, he always told me, I don't care how many magazines you're in. Are you actually doing something to give back? Right. So that's something that's been instilled in me growing up. And, you know, even my sister, like she was in the Peace Corps and she, you know, works for nonprofit. So our family is just very about that. And I think I just grew up with that mindset. So I try to always remind people in the chef community that I think community is something we tend to forget about yeah. and mm -hmm. just trying to make that also a goal on top of like making good food, creating hospitality, because technically hospitality does work with community in a lot of ways like we can be hospitable to our guests who are in the restaurant but you need to do that work outside as well mm. i totally agree wow <laughs> it makes me want to do more <laughs> yeah when it comes to like community as far as like giving back or like charity um there's not like charity per se but i like to think that there's a lot of ways where how I communicate with people who are on set, who we work with that tends to build a community. And it's really important for us to connect with other people, which also I do this podcast as well. So I don't know, that's what, that's what comes up for me when, when I think about community and tapping into Yeah, it, it doesn't have to, I think people tend to forget community doesn't mean like just donating money and being done mm -hmm. with it. It also means showing up, learning people's stories. So, you know, I love podcasts, I love, I really love learning what other people do, especially if they're not in the industry, just to hear people's stories because everybody grows up differently. Everyone has different experiences. So community also means showing up for each other and 
figuring out what we can do to like help each other out. You know, it's funny that you say that because what came to my mind was how I learned things. Mm-hmm. Um, like even when we started this business, like one of the first things that I invested in was to join a community um because i was like yeah. i ca- i can't learn things in a silo like some people can just be like i'm self-taught i'm like Ugh, no <laughs> <laughs> i lose i lose momentum real fast so i i joined community and then you you know you're in there and you're like oh my god i need so much help i don't know anything and then before you know it people are asking you for help and people are asking you like hey like what's your feedback on this or can you help me look at my website copy or whatever and you're just like huh i'm actually helpful or i actually help somebody like make a decision or take a step in a direction or just not you know just to do less like one of my Mm -hmm. friends had this we were brainstorming ideas for her business and she had a really complicated idea of like what she had to do and we narrowed it down and narrowed it down and I was like you just need to focus on these two things right here so even if it's just taking stuff off of people's plates and they're not Mm -hmm. chasing their own tail like Mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite way to give back because I'm like you don't need to do that say I tried that (laughs) There's a better way of doing it. There's a better way to do it. Just don't even go down that door there. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's different things to learn. And even with me, like, we all know what we're good at. And I know, like, I'm not the best at everything. Like, I'm learning a lot. So pastry isn't something that I went to school for. So I'm always constantly learning. But I try to take things from other people, whether it's even, like, planning a dinner party. And I have somebody here who's really good at you know run of show or how to do the tables or how to do that it's like that that's what benefits all of us is learning from each other Mm, I love that so how did you get into pastry not to be a cliche but how did it start (laughs) um it happened kind of randomly but I actually never liked baking I wasn't very good at it um Mm. but I went to Johnson and Wales for culinary arts Um, So I wanted to be a chef or a restaurant manager. Mm -hmm. And then I did associates and my bachelor's in management. And then I moved back to Atlanta to get my first like real line cook job at a nice restaurant. And then it just got to a point where they like moved me around like, oh, you actually show up on time to work. And, (laughs) you know, you actually, you know, know how to do your job. Let's just move her around. So I felt like it got confusing. Mm -hmm. And to a point, a lot of times or I guess they used to a lot of times with women, like they tend to put us in pastry or guard and never like mm, yeah. really move us up the line as much as far as like, you know, somebody who's a grill cook in, in their image is not like me, five foot one yeah. girl who's yeah. like soft-spoken running that, sh- that station. So a lot of times I got stuck on that guard dessert world. So I kind of just ended up owning it because I was like if I'm gonna keep getting stuck here I want to like really learn about it but I worked under a really good pastry chefs there that just taught me pastry in a different light Mm -hmm. that wasn't cake and pie and brownies it was more like let's play with savory items or let's make it lighter not as sweet not as heavy fruit forward Mm -hmm. let's play with colors textures um so I think after I learned to that yeah (laughs) I ended up switching um I went to Sweden for a month to work under somebody who I looked up to on social media 
which is crazy. Um, wow. That's like I, kinda... I mean, I met my wife on a, a app. So I mean, that's really? Like... <laughs> yeah. People are always shocked by that. I'm like, yeah, I met him on Hinge. Like, I was on the apps. I'm like, I'm, like, well, my... I'm not approachable. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend got married last year and she met her husband on an app. So the app there is the new go. thing. Yeah. <laughs> some people do better like in the real world <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how we learn it's different <laughs> but yeah when I tell people that I'm like yeah I just sent him a dm and then I he let me go over there so that's um it, it's also a good mental I just needed that mental health break from the industry because I was new and I was just working crazy not making a lot of money. I just needed a break from that world. I love that. It's like, I feel like with every chef's journey, there is this um, element of travel yeah. <laughs> that has to happen. Like no matter how much money they're making or not making, like travel is such a key component to like get in different spaces and learn different things. Right. And I love that. And Tawari and I have this, theory that's not so much a theory but a belief that pastry chefs are the best chefs because they always know savory they yeah. always do and like savory <laughs> chefs never know pastry yeah so it's like really funny when you like watch like cooking shows or yeah. when you see things come up and one of the competitors is a pastry chef and they're like oh they're a pastry chef I'm like that's trouble right there yeah <laughs> they're gonna get through all the other rounds because they know as much as you do on savory and then you're gonna be screwed in the last round because you don't know how to make anything that <laughs> could be considered a dessert well you know that's like, true they assume pastry so chefs don't know how to cook it's like oh, we're not just going home and like right. we don't know how to do the basics <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think if i didn't study savory i wouldn't be in this position to be honest mm. it's interesting lisa you mentioned um chefs and travel and how it like levels them up i think that is a it's a way to broaden your palate and to broaden your like horizons and see what else is like possible in the same way we like or try different cuisines or different like um, fruits or veggies or proteins or different cooking styles from around the world like we both have our own like interests when we go to like to the store and then I know yeah. for me, when I really started to travel, like in my thirties and started to like go to different restaurants, it was, that really opened up my, my palate and my mind as well. Just having all these options and then mm -hmm. just inherently and not to do like the comparison of like, oh, this place has the best cocktails and this place has the worst cocktails. Like, I know those things, but over time you just get this, like, <laughs> you get the, you like, get the, I know who has the worst cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you learn that because you've tried a bunch of things and that's really what I think is mm -hmm. what a, like a good chef like does like 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 the, the the instincts to just like taste something like just so they can know what it is like build this catalog of stuff and to try different stuff out because I think any chef like worth their weight or worth the position their position is has like tried just about every other combination or every other thing and is like always still like experimenting so but you can tell me if I'm no, I, I totally agree. I, I've always, anytime anybody asks me if they should go to culinary school or attend something, I always say, like, if you can afford to just, that money that you spend, not knocking school, of course, because there are basics you need to learn. But if you can even afford to do one summer in different countries and learn, 
because yeah. all of these things that we're doing right now, cooking, baking, all of that roots from different areas of the world who started that, right? right. So in order to in order to redo that on your menu, you have to understand where it comes from, their tradition of cooking or baking, and then reapply it to your own way. It's kind of like you can't just make pasta and act like you don't know the history behind it. Yeah. You can, but you need to pay respects to where these food items are from and and be able to learn the traditional way of doing something mm-hmm. and show the respect and appreciation for it and then apply that to your life. So I always say travel as much as possible. I actually have been fortunate enough to have traveled a lot because of my family. Mm-hmm. And um, we that was always a big thing. Like we traveled a lot and learned about food and different cultures because that's that's how you learn in my opinion and I if there's any a time I have trouble changing my menu which happens more now because I'm running out of ideas (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like I need to leave I need to leave Atlanta I need to see what other people are doing because there's a lot of people doing great things and it inspires you and even like we took a trip to Colombia and I was introduced to Lulo the fruit and then we, I've never had it. And then I brought wow. it back. I brought it back here legally. It wasn't like some natural stuff, you know? <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, ooh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> we'll cut it out. We'll cut the part don't out. Look, no. Don't look me up. Don't look me up. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I brought it legally. It wasn't like fresh. But um, we applied it here as a special and it sold out. And it's just like a great way of like wow. explaining you know, we brought a fruit from Colombia and introduced it to a dessert Miller Union that's Southern American vegetable forward. Like, so it's kind of fun to play like that. I love that what you said about paying respects to where the food comes from, because, you know, that's such a nuanced conversation. And with all the travel, you see this a lot with music too, where it's like, oh, you know, we should all be able to be inspired. Where is the line, in your opinion, between being inspired by something and appropriating something? Mm, wow. Yeah, I. it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but I'm learning. I... And you can be inspired by something, but don't completely take the whole thing and make it seem like you did that. Like you came up with that, like, oh, you know, like shrimp and grits and you don't even know the history behind it or, and you're switching it up or adding like, you know, a different touch to it, but you have no idea like where it comes from. Like I have an issue with like people who do tacos and then they do like which is fine. You can say it's a taco, but you know, when they do like fried, what is it? Chicken tender with the cheese and the lettuce, like at one point, Mm. like, don't, don't say it's fusion. I don't know. I don't know how to really answer that, but (laughs) people need to stop acting like they came up with stuff and it hasn't been around forever. Like you need to do your history, look it up, but don't make it seem like you came up with that. And if you are somebody who's you know let's say a white male doing food that's not something you've been taught I guess I don't know how to explain it but don't you know pay respect to it and pay um show the love of what it is and be more inspired than just taking the whole thing and taking credit for it that makes sense 
No, that makes total sense because that's something that I see a lot, not just with like Americans or Europeans appropriating um, food across the world, but also sometimes there's a struggle with, you know, second generation immigrants where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, maybe your grandparent or parents came from this background, but you have this American background and you're doing your new thing on it. And then your elders are looking at you like, well, this isn't really Jamaican food or right. we wouldn't, we wouldn't do Thai food like that. Or we, and it's like, you know, it has to evolve because that's what we do as creative people, but it is so important to know where things come from and acknowledge the people who, who have given us, like, there's this really funny episode of Atlanta where they were in London and uh, one of the characters like goes to this Nigerian, you know, restaurant, like hole in the wall, but it was like amazing. (laughs) And he brought like one of their friends and she was a white girl and he's like explaining how to eat the food and what everything is so she's super interested she's like wow this is amazing and by the end of the episode she bought out the place opened up <laughs> a Nigerian food truck are you serious and called it Niger bowl because she just learned that Niger is like slang for Nigerian and so she extracted all this information that she learned yeah. from this guy and like literally did text the text of gentrification. And you know in Atlanta yeah. how they exaggerate everything and make everything super spooky. But like I was like, oh my God, that turnaround was so fast. And posted and it right in front of the restaurant. <laughs> And probably too, they're happy to get you because I'm like, owning oh, a restaurant is like not easy. And right, like, right. who knows if they were like make the profitable or not, or when they were ready to like, and it's been around for so long, they were like, okay, cool. Let me go. I'm ready to retire, spend time with my like my family or my kids who are grown now, or whatever the case yeah. is. And now, oh it's my like, gosh, I'll have to look that like, episode up. up. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny because I'm I'm over here like, oh, okay, she's an ally like she's eating this food you know she's like learning she's asking the right questions so quickly so quick and I it made me think about Jamaican food because I'm Jamaican made me think I'm like I'm surprised there's not like a Chipotle of like Jamaican food even though typically Mm. it's kind of offered in that style of like come down the line and I'm gonna add the food to your plate but I'm surprised they're like there's like upbeat and then there's um sweet green I'm surprised you don't see a concept like that with Jamaican food because it's it lends itself to you know to be like that so easily and this an idea waiting to happen it's one, one thing I won't do. We just gave somebody their million dollar ideas. <laughs> it's their calling. It's their spirit selling. I won't do it. I won't do it. Like, because let me tell you, like, just getting those licenses alone, mm. I'm just like, oh, God, no. Just, <laughs> just record this so we get a percentage. Right. <laughs> right. My IP. Um, but it does, it is an interesting conversation because I think it brings back to your, um, your initial value of humility. Uh, Claudia mm. where it's like it's to be in a place of like always learning and it's like I remember the first time I feel like I've never had tacos before until we moved here because there's a food truck nearby <laughs> and it's just it's like it's a um they use t- the tortillas and they just like the oil all in this stuff and everything's like made right there on the spot 
and even like having having some of the stuff they choose to like pair it with i've never seen on like on the menu and i've never like gone to that when you go like traditional like mexican or tex-mex places which i guess is the problem i don't really see stuff like pineapple or like the red onions like with the um habaneros juice in it or the type of sauces they make or it was just like and i can't like un unknow that so if i go anywhere else or if i go to like pursue titles anywhere else i'm gonna be that's my like new bar that's now. your bar yeah, yeah, yeah. They it right here next for me they chopped it up i saw them do it they like they're consistent with it and the flavors are like unmatched <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with people, you know, we're all inspired by different things. Obviously, they've been created, but as long as you pay homage to it and, and show respect for it and not overdo it, like, not don't put a tamale on a tasting menu and it's not a real tamale. It's like, a, it just looks like one and you're just mm-hmm. using certain ingredients and you want to call it that, then then it becomes like disrespectful to what that food and where it came from is. Mm-hmm. So, um I think as long as people, you know, educate themselves and they learn about it, then that's what really food is about. You need to show respect to where it came from. And even me, I'm, like I said, I'm always learning and I'm good at certain things, but there's certain things I still need to learn. So when it comes to classic Southern desserts, that's not something I grew up with and I'm learning. So the Edna Lewis book is what I read to learn, like, and I even told my chef, you know, I'm not good at pies or pecan pie, but let me like just do it the traditional way. Like, like, am I sure? Do I really need to buy all this like corn syrup and stuff? But mm. it's true. I don't want to switch it up and be like, I'm gonna use um some yeah. organic agave. <laughs> like, no, I gotta keep it classic, and then I can switch it up when it comes to plating. But when it comes to that actual thing, I want to keep it. Uh, I want to pay respect to what that dessert is. Yeah. What's Sounds your like- favorite dessert? <laughs> um, my, actually, my favorite dessert is I know it's lame, creme brulee, but because oh, it's cl- it's classic and it's something I don't like personally making because I find it kind of boring. <laughs> but I like when other people make it because yeah. it's not too sweet, straightforward. Um, it's a classic, and I'm I'm actually a weird pastry chef in the sense that I don't really eat a lot of dessert. I don't really, mm. I, I don't know. I just, I guess I get, I'm around sugar all day. That the last thing I want when I go out to eat, everyone's like, let's get dessert. I'm like, I really don't want any. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably why your desserts are so good because I can tell you don't like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. I'm always like, oh, thank God. Like there's balance here. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect what other, you know, I know what a good dessert is. So if I go somewhere like New York or LA and they have a pastry case, I'm going to try it. And I love it, but I, I don't know. I guess my body is just like, I can't do too much. I'll get a headache. So whenever I change my menu, I always make everybody else taste. Cause I don't know. I just get like headaches I'm around it all day. I have to taste like 13 times a day. That's wrong. <laughs> that would be a lot. I, I also like of... fruit tarts. Ooh. This um, is easy. Recently, we had a warm date cake, and it was the first time I've had something like that. It was like, Ooh. it was it was really good. They did they, so they, they overhyped it. You think but they overhyped it? I think they overhyped it. 
It was singing, but they they were talking about people crying emotions. He did say kitchen. people I was cried. Like, I was like, huh? People like, cried? That's what he told us. He's like, somebody cried. They ate this cake, and they were on a date, and them they're married. I was like, you're putting a lot on the cake. This cake. Where <laughs> was it at? It was at this restaurant in our neighborhood in Venice. I don't even remember the name of it because we just walked the in there. Should we, say, should we say it on here? I can say it on here. <laughs> It was, yeah, um, it was, it was a great it was, dessert. It was a pizza shop, and behind it, it was uh, Jilly Jelena, G G J E L I N A. And that's where? Yeah, it's, it's on Abbott Kenny. Yeah, it's on Abbott Kenny Boulevard. It's like, because next to it, they have like the takeaway. Like, it's like the GTA spot. That's remember that? We thought it was like, it's like two restaurants. Well, not two restaurants in one. They have a, a sit down area and a nice patio and everything. Um, and great pizzas, actually, <laughs> like those yeah. pizzas. And then they have like a small section up front where you kind of like grab a pizza and go. I assume that's the like Ooh. help us, and that's the pandemic survivor, you know what I mean? Right. And then they like, were like, if it ain't broke, <laughs> go ahead and do it. We'll space it here as you take out, and let's just get through this like hellacious landscape. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's just go ahead and people still walking around, you know, to come in the building. Um, and then I think they, they just kept that because it's like. If you I think if you can afford to do that, then you should just keep doing that. Some places like couldn't keep full service and do the takeout like full. So just like yeah, but yeah, I mean, sure it was helps. super <laughs> interesting too because you know when you sit somewhere and the people around you get excited about what you're about to eat. It was like yeah. one of those situations. It's like the lady that was that stresses next me us. out. <laughs> <laughs> It was the vibe of the day. We were all she talking. Was like, it was that day. But normally, I'm with you. Normally, I'm like, don't look she at me. She said, I had this at my wedding. My two-year-old loves it. My husband loves it. I cried. They cried. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, why are you so emotional? I'm just kidding. And she was so <laughs> invested in us having this. And I was like, you know what? And then, you know, you know what, Tamari, in hindsight, I think that's what happens out here in LA because people like the truth of the matter is dining out in LA is like much healthier than dining out in Atlanta. Like that's just facts. Like that's, that's they, facts. they have like vegetables, they have brown rice, like they have keto shit on the freaking menu, like on the menu. And so I think when you are a restaurant that's like, that gives it to them straight and they're like, we're doing a cake. We're putting ice cream on top. We're putting butter. People's <laughs> minds are like blown and they're like, oh my God, I cried. It's like, you should go to Atlanta, you would die. So funny. I had some calories and now this is the best thing ever. Because <laughs> I'm like, it was delicious. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. It was a delicious cry over it? I was like, I'm trying to think of like a food that would make me cry. I feel like, like people in California know. hype up the whole salads, like all these new salad places. I'm like, is it really that complicated? There are a lot of salad places. <laughs> there are. And it's great. It me cry. I had I a dessert it... that made me cry. Really? Well, well recently, it? I have, I've had, sorry, I have had desserts that made me cry, but they were in other countries. But mm. recently, the team here, we went to Chicago at Kasama. And they're actually up for James Beard Award for best, best chefs in New York, I think. But um, it, it's like a whole tasty menu, but the last, first of all, all her desserts are to die for, but 
one of the courses was a homemade croissant with Mornay stuffed inside and then shaved black truffle and oh it has some it had something sweet on top of it too I think it was just like a cheese course and a dessert course together and we all bit into it and we were all like holy shit this is like I just had to sit down like I don't even know where to go from here like I'm booking the flight yeah wow we were all sitting there like this is one of the best meals shout out to them and they're just a cute couple k-a-s-a-m-a kasama because i'm over here thinking like i think what would make me cry is if if there was a little bit more context there like maybe like the thing that I'm eating reminded me of something or pulled mm-hmm. like an old memory, even from like a past life or maybe yeah, I'm in my fifties mm-hmm. and I haven't had this thing in a long time. Like if somebody, I probably would cry if I went to the gray because they had those little like flip cup desserts. And like when I was in Jamaica as a kid, after school, there'd be these vendors that would pull up in coolers and they would sell us bag juice. Like they would have these juices in like a square. Everybody like, really say the bag juice it kills me. It's called bag. It looks like a Ziploc bag with no yeah. zipper, but it's like filled with like frozen fruity juice. And you had to like tear off the corner with your teeth because <laughs> otherwise you couldn't open it. And you would just like inhale this icy, slushy juice on a hot hot Caribbean day on your way home from school and it'd be like 50 cents and you would have you know and they would clean up behind these kids like in hindsight I'm like who are these grown ass men like just like this just is profiting awesome. off of kids like <laughs> I was like what's going on but it was I loved the orange flavor the orange and strawberry was like my favorite and I was like don't let me find bag juice anywhere else again I think I would cry Uh, like or someone like I it's so it's like it's probably like off-brand London Kool-Aid like God (laughs) knows what it is but you know when you've been in school all day and you're on an island and everyone's poor and up comes a cooler full of frozen juicy beverages it's like it's a (laughs) no-brainer It's like amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm really now I'm like I gotta I wanna know what will make me cry. Is I got emotional over the spicy fries from Deadly Market. <laughs> I'm like cry. <laughs> saying, now it's I'm, like my challenge. <laughs> like a, o- overcome with happiness, you just like, oh it's just my goal is to make everyone cry. <laughs> I think that's maybe Lazy goal Betty. Sometimes. Lazy Betty probably came close. Lazy Ooh. Betty definitely came close. Yeah. Oh, and Gato Gato in um in uh, oh my god in yeah Portland. yeah it's like Dutch Indonesian. We had the tasting mm. there. That was really good. It was so good. Yeah. What's the best restaurant in LA? I don't know yet. So far, Delhi is is the bar. Delhi Market. Delhi Delhi Market is the bar in Venice, in my yeah. opinion. Venice. And the more people I talk to, I'm like, yep. What about like, that place we went to the last, like a year or two ago? We were here. It was like Vito Vino, like the Italian restaurant. That was in was LA. that in this was that in this neighborhood? No, that wasn't like LA. That wasn't like. Oh, that was in LA. That was amazing. <laughs> it was really good. And that place we went to in Toronto. Mm. Yeah. 
What was that place? It was like an Italian spot. And it was just so good. And we had like the chef's tasting and our server was funny and like made me feel like a privileged American. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Because we didn't have like, it was like something with the payment where it was like cash or some cash situation or all we had was cash. And they were like, we didn't do the exchange or whatever. And I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? And he was like, Oh, we accept American cash because everybody anywhere in the world actually accepts the American tender. But if I go to America, I have to exchange my money. And you know what? That's wrong. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. Yes, sir. I'm going to take like, a little just extra wait. just for that. <laughs> wait, the way things are looking, just wait. <laughs> they might know. Right? Just just you wait no <laughs> um so claudia is there anything you want to get off your chest <laughs> oh there is something i want to get off my chest i think um i think atlanta deserves more respect and uh coverage for the people that live in the city who are bartenders bar owners restaurateurs chefs mm. artists like we have a lot of talent in the hospitality industry and I I think we get overlooked as a city a lot and I've had this conversation with a lot of food writers but you know when you google best restaurants in Atlanta a lot of times you'll get like the Atlanta brochure tour guide restaurants yeah. like more of the corporate yeah. stuff because they're they're popular because they're near the hotels or they're you know they pay a certain amount to be in those brochures right so I think my issue is that, you know, we, we have all these pockets of neighborhoods and, mm -hmm. you know, when people come to Atlanta, I take them to different areas of Atlanta. It's not like, yeah. oh, let's go downtown. Like none of us hang out downtown and none of Nobody. us live there. <laughs> um, so it's like, no, don't go to like Morton Steakhouse, like go to, a, you know, Buford Highway and the farmer's market or um, yeah. we have like we just have different kinds of food and I think we have a lot of talent and we get overlooked as a city and we always get compared to New York or Chicago, but mm. it's not fair to compare us to a city that size or that yeah. caliber. And I think slowly we've progressed as a city as somebody who grew up here, seeing everybody that's coming in and everyone that's stayed in Atlanta because we are trying to push that needle, like to get that recognition. But I think we have a lot of talent here and it gets overlooked. So that's been my biggest, like, what the hell? Like, we have some spots. We're not known for clubs and hookah bars. We have good food, too. <laughs> I mean, we have those things, too. and We're good right. at that. But, like, we also have good food and good bartenders. Some of the best cocktails I've had have been here. Some of the best food I've had. hundred percent agree. <laughs> Still the, the best cocktails I've had. A hundred percent. When it comes to cocktails, especially, I'm like, Atlanta has an incredible food scene that I feel like people really don't understand that is present. But I think, especially when you're talking about like the national landscape, I have not had Atlanta cocktails beat. I have it. It's like come for me if you yes. want to, but like when Shout you out order, to all. I'm saying <laughs> like, and we've, we've, you know, we're trout. You know, we've been around. You know, we've we've 
you know, I haven't been everywhere, but I haven't been nowhere at the same time. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, I try stuff out. And, you know, when I see Mezcal, I shouldn't have to keep reading. You know what I mean? <laughs> but in certain cities, you got to keep reading. You're like, Mezcal and what else? Right. <laughs> you know, in Atlanta, as soon as you see that, they have to warn you. They're like, you've had Mezcal before? You're like, yes, girl. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Give it to me. And two, in Atlanta, there is a, um, and shout out to Georgia Organics for really, like, exposing us to this as well, and then from our champion program and everything, because yes. the whole, like, there's a very unique farm-to-table approach in Atlanta that I, like, haven't seen, like, much of the places, and of course, again, like Lisa said, never been everywhere, but this, like, taking the food and letting the food ingredients speak for themselves, yeah. like, it takes, like, a practice hand knowing that restraint to not having this like not uh, having all these tools but knowing when to use them you know mm. and like having like um like same similar to cocktails it's like some stuff we can do at home as far as like i make better cocktails at home in some restaurants because it's like <laughs> knowing what steps to do or yeah. having like just a few ingredients like this like a nice old-fashioned or even like using an egg to like uh, get the foam mm. and everything like just some simple steps you know what I mean? And like knowing where to find those places where and like in the, in the same way I was talking earlier about the chef, a real like a great chef is someone who explores and is really curious. Yes. And finding that all those like what's the word? I want it's not well, simple can be complicated. Simple can be very complex, but having just straightforward sometimes like ingredients and letting the ingredients and the techniques stand on their own. Of course yeah. the plate comes in because the plate is also there as well. And there is and salads also having salads not just be greens. We're talking about this last night. Salads <laughs> <laughs> not being greens. Like I love arugula. I love me some frisee. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but having, you gotta like, step up the salad game now. This competition. Yeah. <laughs> we were having a conversation with some of my family and friends and so the, the idea of a warm salad came up and people were like, Oh, warm salad. And me and Issa were like Hold on now. Like, wait, I love warm what's, what's going on? And then, I think a few weeks later, we went to Little Bear and very, mm -hmm. very veggie for it. Very, you know what I mean? So it was like a warm from salad, a warm veggie salad. I was like, this right here, this is what we're talking about. It was banging. <laughs> and that's the thing with Atlanta, you don't have to choose between the tweezer plating and flavor. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. you really don't. Like, you can get that, like, oh my God, they have this and this gel this micro herb i had to use a magnifying glass to plate it and it'll still be banging like it'll yeah. still have flavor <laughs> and that's really hard to do it's hard to make things yeah. look good and taste good and that's what's awesome you don't have to choose and then when you want to have fried chicken and waffles it's in abundance you know like <laughs> you just the, wings. the wings i haven't had wings and the wings <laughs> I don't know yeah. And the locals closing. Huh? I said, and the locals closed. They somebody bought oh, yeah, out ponds and they're yeah. building more apartments that nobody can afford. <laughs> putting more people in the most busy, condensed place in the city. Like yes. they, we don't need two Chick-fil-A's on ponds. It's already hard to be on ponds. Dang. Hard to be on ponds, literally. You can't turn if you are not doing this, going straight up and down ponds, you can't do anything else. You can't do nothing. Turn out, of, that turn out of China Dragon, turn it from, like, if that light at Home Depot is fine, but everything else, you just, like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Whenever people complain that they don't like Atlanta, I'm like, it's because you don't. They don't know, know Atlanta. You don't like, know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Like other cities, I'll admit, are much more accommodating for the explorer. You know right. what I mean? Atlanta, yeah, yeah. it's other cities. It's like an open house. Atlanta, Atlanta schedule your showing. Atlanta is very word of mouth. And I've I've seen you know I've met I know people that work in the corporate world and they'll have clients come in to Atlanta and I see their itinerary and it's yeah. Georgia Aquarium eat lunch at Morton's go to steak for dinner uh, go to I don't know the high which is fine like those things are fine but that's like the tip like like I said nobody yeah. hangs out in that area yeah. and there's yeah. different pockets of Atlanta that people overlook and like I said even when you google or you look at these brochures a lot of them are these corporate restaurants they're not locally owned they're not sourcing good food ingredients they don't have these cocktails that we were talking about earlier so I mean I appreciate what you said about the bar scene I think that it gets overlooked a lot I've had that conversation with other people and you know I hope eventually if we keep being vocal then we'll get that recognition but at the end of the day i i'll always defend this city for its cocktails and food so i have to leave atlanta just to say that i'm from atlanta so. <laughs> really it's like i <laughs> you know when i'm there i'm like oh i was actually i'm actually an immigrant i came here age one and then when i'm in atlanta, when I'm, in atlanta I'm like i'm from atlanta <laughs> And then it's like no one questions it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You can take it from me. I was born in Atlanta. I was raised in Decatur. I then I became a man in Atlanta again. So I'm like <laughs> an whole adult. Atlanta, all the things that made me become like go from like child to, to a full grown adult happened in the city of Atlanta. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> and I bought my first house in Atlanta. You can't take it from me. Like you can. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about buying a house now. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. We got that. Buy a house um, in Woodstock. We, we got that December 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Those interest rates will never be the same. Yeah. I'm about to leave. Everybody, because I was reading an article recently about how the South is, is like gearing up to be the, like, the hub of people that it has never been before. Because usually people are like on the West or kind of like uh, a little more up north, like towards the like, New York area, but the South is really becoming like now a place people are moving away from places like California mm -hmm. and New York and other places too, mm -hmm. to go towards the, the South. I mean, there's plenty of the value there and we do need like, and then that's why the people are thinking of building all these houses. They're like, oh, everyone won't be here. But it's like, there's no place to be. There's no like. Yeah. And I think COVID <laughs> made that worse. Everyone yeah. just started taking jobs here and I think people realize they could put up their workers here and cheaper than in New York and California, but now we're all like, can you just stop moving it? Yeah. Now, I think now, that's the now. conflict. I think that's the conflict with Atlanta. Now Atlanta and the people are leaving. Because <laughs> people in Atlanta are like, we want to be recognized. And then they're like, but you can't live here though. Yeah. You got to make it quick. It's like a little yeah. visa. They're like, you can come in for a week, but you got to get back out. Like, <laughs> New York, they're like, come on in. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, so. but I, I really don't think Atlanta was systematically, structurally, like, from a civil level, 
from a civic level wasn't designed for this amount of people mm-hmm. and like no. just, like the the streets like racism and like definitely made made it even worse that's why the city is so divided and so like now is is coming to like bite them like <laughs> yes because now we can't you only put people in certain places too and it's like i'm sure there's some like maybe some ultimate plan there or some even kind of like voting power situation that goes on there but it's like right it for the people who are actually moving there i think people are being like basically catfished <laughs> we were joking about that out here, I was like that we came to to California and it, just, it was like just, raining all week. Just <laughs> like it's having like history, but it's like you know, what I mean, today is sunny and it's like I can still go to the beach. So it's like ultimately, was I catfish? I still get so. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Tavari, is it time? We got uh, we be on the same all the time. <laughs> I think it's time for Bob's. Bob. Bangers. Bangers. Or Bus. Bus. I'm going to have to remember all three of those words. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can go over it again. I can go over it I'm again. I'm just kidding. The rules, sorry. <laughs> again, um, so we'll start with a banger. A banger is I will be late to work because the song is still on in the, in the car. This is more of a radio days. You know what I mean? We can pause it with our streaming and everything, but. I'll be late to work because the song has to be finished over, you know, since you've been gone. So, and a bus, <laughs> <laughs> a bus is I will be early to work just so I can avoid this 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 song. I don't know. What Damn, to me, the but... exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I can hang out here in the lobby, but the song's on. I'll I'll just go to work. I just I I'd rather get paid for this. Like I'd rather just go to work. <laughs> and a bop is somewhere in the middle. Average. Yeah. Yeah, take it away. Average. Okay, you want to go first, tomorrow? Yeah, you went first last time, so. Okay. All right. Um, oh, okay. Not <laughs> <laughs> when your ideas come. You're like, yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> Everybody's so nervous. We <laughs> So, Bob a bus, CVS. Banger. I love CBS. I live right next to one. I'm there all the time. Yes. <laughs> Do I spend an extra five dollars to go to CBS? Probably, but it's convenient. Yeah. You know what? CBS is also my favorite. And they carry store. Plan B. Come on, somebody. Let's go. That's the, this this is I love the show. This is what I love the podcast. We get the real the real the real yeah, show. Walgreens is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> So if that's next, it's it's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Walgreens is canceled because they never have anything for curly hair. Wow. So goodbye, Walgreens. Nail in the coffin. Bob Sangers are bust. Ice cream. Banger. <laughs> I feel like that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> some you never. Know. Some people listen. This if you don't like me. ice cream, well, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go around me if you don't like Fix ice cream. some therapy. <laughs> As they would say around here, you need to talk to your shaman about that one. Hurt <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, box banger or bus post-it notes. Um, I guess it's a bop. I'm not the most organized person, so I don't really use post-it notes, but 
I feel like they help everybody else. <laughs> That's, so weird. that's that's about that's yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bob's bangers are best chopsticks. It, uh, yeah, banger. It's a banger. Yay. I don't use it every day though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're so efficient. Like when I really saw the potential of chopsticks, I was I felt dumb for using a fork. I was like, <laughs> wow, we're not even on that level. We're yeah. not even there. <laughs> yeah, if we go on a date and you don't know how to use chopsticks, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> again, go back to being like open and trying different stuff. There we go, back again. Right. Um, Bob's fingers or bust um, diffusers. Hmm. Diffusers, like for my hair? I guess I'll, I'll try to figure out what you call it. Great question. Because there's three different diffusers. I guess it's the hair one, it's the uh, light one, and then it's like the ones that like you put drops in and roll water, and it diffuses to make to make your house smell good. That's I, I mean, it would be a banger if I was like a stay-at-home mom, but I'm not. I feel like I don't have that much home stuff. <laughs> but shout out to everyone that has it together and has those. <laughs> See, I really fuck with you. Like, like shout out to y'all who do have it together. Like, I do. Fuck with you, like, she said, shout out to y'all who are hanging like, out. I don't I'm being honest. I wish I could be that person that just had those things. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to keep at least water in my fridge on time. That's <laughs> real. Like, at home on the floor. <laughs> That is so real. Hey, we're not us chefs. We're not home that much. <laughs> I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> I love my house. I look. Hold me up out of here. You can. <laughs> I have a good one. I have a good one. Bob Spangers are bust. Delta Airlines. Banger. I love Delta. My stepmom works for them. Shout out to Delta. Hell and they treat yeah. their employees well. And they're they from sure Atlanta. Do. Yeah. Let's go. Mm. South of Delta. South of Delta. Send us a free flight. <laughs> right? Speaking free marketing. Of, <laughs> stay, on, stay on topic. Lost fingers or bus. Spirit Airlines. <laughs> bus? <laughs> You're risking no, your life getting on that plane. That's facts. No, here's the thing. But there, I there, do appreciate that it's affordable. I I haven't been I've only been on Frontier I haven't been on Spirit but the stories I get told I'm not trying to get the stuck problem, in the airport. The thing the about Spirit, Spirit. <laughs> and they don't treat their employees well. They sure don't. The employees it's don't really treat well. The employees, <laughs> employees are the most sorry. They were grasping for air. <laughs> they are so like uh, it's, well, it's they're probably like stressed the, out. It's the it's the rest it's like the the restaurant you go to you get cursed out and they call you like they, they say fuck or whatever. That's Spirit Airlines. They don't give a fuck. Like you you you'll probably get there. Like you're like you're your pants you'll get there, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough ride. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have an attitude problem and you need a job, you should work for Spirit Airlines because you're allowed to have an attitude problem. Honestly, too, if you had a, if you had like a quick, if somebody played you and had like a wedding or if you're trying to make a move real quick, or if you want to go to a concert real quick, you just got tickets, you open up like that. If you just want to just get you and your bag of a state or two over. Not cool. even a bag. Yeah. Not <laughs> even. Just like you a purse. Bag. 
Just you and the book bag. Don't, don't they charge no. you for the book bag? No, you get a book bag. The book you bag do get the there. book bag. Well, <laughs> I think we might have even paid for that, Tamari. No, you don't pay for the book bag. You pay for the you pay for you get like we you pay for the carry on, and the book bag is not considered a carry on. Yeah, I mean, if I had a choice, it'd be Delta. If I'm personally, I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you spend, if you if you if you're young or you, you strapped for cash and you want to make it like a two states over to, to like your spurge on the Airbnb and the concert you're going to, whatever. Yeah, that's Airbnb, fine. Spirit got you. Shout out to Spirit. <laughs> I'll give them that. Other than that, <laughs> they're clear. Other than that, bro. They know they're lame. You know what I mean? Like when you pull up to Wendy's, they know what it is. You know what it is. It's not Chick Fil A. It's you know not Chick-fil-A. I mean, I remind you to, you know what I mean? So sometimes they, know they make my day. They're so nice. Right. Okay. I don't want to say Chick-fil-A because that'd be too obvious. <laughs> um, Bob's bangers are bust. Insoles. Insoles? Insoles, like for my shoe. Yeah, I don't use them, but I guess they're a banger. (laughs) Shout out to everyone that takes care of their feet. Oh my god, so funny! I'm gonna get left from this like this like this like state of gratitude that you're in. Um, Right? I don't know if you do it on purpose or if you recognize you recognize it, but. You're like, you know what? It's not for me, but I really said, like, it's one thing is, it's like, I, you're like, obviously it's, not throwing shade. You're like, no, I know people use it. Talk to them. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally how I am. Like, if it works for somebody, then it works. But I can't sit here and be like, I have a diffuser and I wear insoles. Like, no, I'm barely <laughs> making it in these shoes. I'm being honest. <laughs> but I appreciate people that have it more together. <laughs> that's real. Okay. Somebody recommended the um, super feet insoles, and I got them from that sneaker store in Little Five. And it was like, it's a hard plastic insole, which is like kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. And you put them in your shoe, and it's supposed to make them feel like hiking boots. That changed mm. my life. I was like, wait a minute now. And that was back when I was working at Leon's. And you know, you know, that's hard work. Mm. And I could get through an entire oh, shift, yeah. no problem, no pain in my feet or my back. It was basically like braces for your feet. It was just oh, like, you, I just, should try it just, you should try it because it's something about your feet just being in this firm position that just like, I was like, oh crap, like that's why my feet always hurt. Like it just changed everything. I guess when you're just used to your feet hurting all the time, it's not something that I think about. That's right. But you know what? I'm gonna go to CBS right now and get some. <laughs> See, yeah. I say I will say I um I would use a back brace for a lot of my physical labor, but when I was hard to go to the chiropractor, I can't go right now because looking for more clients. But when I get to go again, there's definitely a service I'm gonna have like regularly come like I thought it was like always is it just like your back and your back hurts, whatnot. Chiropractors deal with your entire skeleton. And I don't know about you. I need my skeleton. I need, <laughs> I need it to work. I need to like not click so much. I need the 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 
the cartilage in between the joints to stay there. So that part. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> hey, bro, hey, it's. I started doing knee exercises. I was like, I ain't got no shame about it because when I'm in my 40s and I can just, you know, dip to that low shelf. I'm getting up and it's like, okay, (laughs) okay, flexible. Getting up like Transformers. I don't know. Getting up with my feet and core only instead of having to like grab. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You got to work on the mega knees. Oh, I boy. know. I think it's too late. I think it's too late. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a young man's game. That's a, <laughs> Not the young man. <laughs> hey, y'all are funny. This is a funny podcast. <laughs> we try. I'm like, should we like put the podcast under comedy? But I'm like, people cry. I don't. I feel like we can't do it. <laughs> I feel like we can't. Yeah, I would like to try the podcast. We. This is deep. Or a surface level, if you want to go, we can talk yeah. about childhood trauma. We can talk about how your favorite cereal. Like it gets. <laughs> that's being authentic. It's all valid. It's all valid. Yeah, it's okay. I like that little variety. Yeah. So I think so. Our last one. So, pops, bangers, and bus wine. Mm. Banger. I love wine. <laughs> I love wine. I also work at a wine-focused restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> if also, like, shout out, shout out to Miller Union, best wine list in Atlanta. Period. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's facts. You know the wine list is good when you can come in the restaurant, look around, see who works there, come back ten years later and see the same people there. <laughs> yeah, it's like y'all are on something. Neil in Princeton. That's who you have to ask for when you come in here. So, this, 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 as you, you heard it here first, it's a shout out to all the Atlanta restaurants, the wine on your menu. You better come on here and defend yourself. It's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Nobody cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, please, I need to win. <laughs> I work so hard. <laughs> My feet hurt. <laughs> trying to afford to have diffusers in the future <laughs> she was gonna walk to the back claudia what's this my diffuser <laughs> don't worry it's scentless <laughs> that's so funny man you know no whatever I, I, I gotta go on right now this one's going kind of crazy it's been going since last night it's been a while man has it really it's been the whole time i don't know I don't... it's something Wait, in the air so what's y'all's favorite wine Oh my god. You know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. My favorite wine is Vermentino. I love Vermentino. You don't find it everywhere. Um, it was I literally remember the first time I even had it, which is like crazy. Mm. And it was it's Italian and it's usually a hundred percent. It was the wine or the varietal that um made me love dry wine Mm. like after that it was like i'm officially like my palate is no longer couldn't hang out with my college friends like everything changed after that isn't it funny how that changes like once i got introduced to champagne i'm like i can't hang out with y'all right now (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> now I'm bougie. It's terrible. It costs That's money. one of my biggest pet peeves, actually, is when you go somewhere like an oh, event or yeah. a party or even the restaurant and they're like, oh, we have champagne. But what they really mean is that they have a Prosecco. form of bubbly. Like I was gonna say, yeah. and I'm just like, girl. First of all, put some respect on prosecco. Put first some respect on cava. Put some respect on, you know, all the other forms. Your brutes, you know, all these other forms that sparkling wine exist. But don't be calling something champagne when it's not. They did a Please. lot of colonizing doing to get that title. Like, let them have that. <laughs> Because I need to know what I'm getting. And somebody yeah. asked me, like, what's the difference? And I was like, what's Look the difference? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> this goes I was like, yourself. girl, like, trust me. I was, that's why I know you haven't had it. Because it is different. And I want to yeah. know. And then people go to the club. They're like, we got champagne. I'm like, oh, you got champagne? No, you, you don't. $10 bubbles. You have $10 bubbles. And I don't understand because people are spending that level of money. So why not actually get the champagne and make it lit? Profits. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, there's like a small part of me that wants to be a club owner that actually serves champagne. <laughs> there's like that a small part great. of me. I'm like, we're going to have strippers. We're going to have sommeliers. Get into it. That's actually a good idea. Isn't it? Do you want to open one here? You got to stop. You got to stop talking these free. Stop giving people ideas. Listen, I have so many of them. (laughs) So many. That's why I'm like, I'm focused on one thing. People are like, have you thought about doing this? I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I have thought about doing that. We're building this right now. (laughs) We can open it here. We need it. And they would appreciate it too. People would be like, oh, finally. Especially industry people like, yeah, kind of that. It could be, be a late night spot. It could be open late. Yeah, right. Ooh. The mix would be fire. Like We're working on it. We'll get somebody to work on it. Listen, like you don't get wine. that GoFundMe link. <laughs> right, right now for favorite ones, like top three for me is uh, sincere, Gamay's, and mm-hmm. like. Nobiolos, Nobiolos. Like look a, at you, Okay, okay. Like so I do like. Very, I think I do. I'm very much on the, the, the juicier side of my palate, and there's something about the sensors that we've had so far, just like, just like glide across my palate, and they're really like pleasant and refreshing. It's like, oh, and like playful. So that's the far as like, yeah. I don't know if yep. it's one specifically, but recently that's been my favorite. Okay, expert. Y'all need to come <laughs> and drink our drink our wine. Listen. I was I'm I'm, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed right now. Yeah, I'm I don't I didn't right let because of course like with anything else like wine or anything else, especially food, you know what I mean? Like can be very intimidating if you like are scared of it or if you or if you if you're introduced to it in the wrong way. Yes, yes. It comes at you with this like elitist kind of attitude towards it. Yeah. And I think that's how I've used stuff for probably a lot, for a long time. And I explore certain things like I didn't, it wasn't champagne for me. It was craft beer. So some people I couldn't even hang with because I couldn't even bring beer around. I was like, I don't want Budweiser. Like I'll, I'll drink a Budweiser if it's there, but I'm not going to bring it. You don't like High Life? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I could, get, could deal with it, but recently I had it and I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, am I drinking to 
get drunk. Feel something. I want to yeah, taste right. it. I wanna, like this flavor can be had here. And so with that and like having certain food and like trying certain burgers and different stuff and like different cuts of steak was where I explored, but I didn't really like step fully into it until me and Issa met and me? she made going to the grocery store fun. Like before it was just like a, it was just like a chore. It was like, I got to feed myself, I guess. Let me just <laughs> <stop here>, but... <laughs> shout out to love. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, we're going to the farmer's market. Get excited. <laughs> Get into it. And I was like, okay. and, stuff. and then I got really into, like, I got into coffee and I started getting to like different cuts, different steaks. I like studied the entire, like I memorized all the cuts of steak. Cause I was like, I don't know what is with, I don't know what I'm getting or what to do. So I like watch videos about how people like butcher it. And I got really into it in my own way. And I think just like was sim- similar to what I was saying earlier, that is like the, the well, I wouldn't consider myself a chef home cook at best so like <laughs> i have a few solid recipes i'm like i'll, I'll knock your socks off um but i'm gonna like, come visit yeah yeah <laughs> we love cooking for people we love going to other people's houses and cooking for them too and so i'm like i need to like leverage that more I need to like- yeah. it's like we cook for each other we know our pals we are excited to cook each other but it's like there is this like I think too, people who are in the service industry, in the hospitality, also feel this drive too, like this desire and this like fulfillment of like giving, having, being instrumental in someone's like good time and someone's like enjoying the food or a pastry or a, like a wine pairing, like a, a, like having that, being a part of that and being instrumental in that is like this really rewarding experience. And it just like sucks that sometimes it like isn't like respected that way or people mm-hmm. don't get what they deserve from it. Cause it's yeah. like make it break. It's like people fighting for their lives out here. Essentially, it's like if you don't. My brother is very um, averse to going out to certain restaurants because um, he has been exposed to certain things, and people also literally discriminate against him. And when he, when, he, when he comes in, and so they like colors his perspective of like restaurants and fine dining or like anything that's like quote unquote elevated, and that's a huge disservice. Like it's like. Not only sad because so you can't make amazing stuff out there that now he's like not yeah, like, you know gonna try. That's terrible. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Like, don't judge people as soon as they come into the door. Like, it should be the same experience every time. Yeah, I, I used to know some servers like that that would act like that, and it's like you need to provide the same service so they have the same experience. Um, every single time and even like with wine or food if they don't know what it is just slowly you know teach people about it if it's something you're passionate about it's the same with like i don't know a lot about like art or history and i'm still learning and that's what it's about too like i shouldn't have to come in as a guest and be an expert it's like i came to y'all for that so you really just mad because you didn't memorize many like you were supposed to so don't be mad at me (laughs) Because I'm asking the right questions. Like, you're the expert. And I love to put that trust into their hands. Like, I love going to experts for anything in my life. That's just kind of like a mindset that I have. And also, it's like, if you, there's so much pressure for you to know this food, and especially at places like Miller Union or Empire State South or like Staple House or whatever, they put so much pressure on the staff to really know this stuff. And then people put so much pressure on themselves to not need that guidance. And I'm like, use it. That's what they're doing line yeah. up for two hours for. Like, ask <laughs> the question. Yeah. So they can actually like, 
be like, oh, great, I get to tell you this, like, great, I, you know, knowing this is actually benefiting me and like increasing the sales and building the relationship and all of that stuff. I'm like, that's what it's for. So I'm like, I'm never going to feel bad about not knowing something. And that's how you do get to know things eventually too, where you're like, oh, okay, I've seen that before. But if you come into it being like, oh, do I even belong here? It's kind of like an identity thing. Yeah, then... I, hate, I hate that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's the best way. It's like, that's the best way to handle a situation like that. It's like, I'm just going to not spend money here. Yeah. I, then it's a disrespect to just sit in that and not do anything about it. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, we actually, we went to a wine tasting in California. I'm not going to say where it is, but it was for my sister's birthday. And we had a good time, obviously. But for me, as somebody who works in the industry, seeing as soon as we walked in, they just stared at me. And I was like, he's like, oh, you can just sit wherever. And I'm like, yeah, we have a reservation. You're not even going to look it up. He's like, yeah, just sit wherever. And I was like, okay. And then we sat down. And I already had, I already felt the energy off mm. and then we didn't get water for 10 minutes. And then, um, they kept serving everybody else first that would walk mm. in after. And I was trying not to ruin Yo. their birthday because I'm, you know, I noticed those things and he, right. came, he came back around. He's like, okay, what do y'all want? And I'm like, okay, we're going to get the tasting, the wine tasting, whatever. And then, um, we, we got it and it was fine it was just it took too long and it, the process was too long and we didn't really learn that much and he didn't engage with us and for me if I'm paying if we're paying that amount of money for a birthday we made a reservation why wouldn't you create that experience like oh my god like let me introduce you to this wine it's this it's that like that's the energy I need not like hey yeah. this, here's your wine it's this great it's from here here's the producer okay bye that's so crazy too because usually people do tastings to celebrate something right so it's like what are we celebrating like and you know those are the people who primed and ready to write an email and like so even if you are calculating it it's like let me not upset this large group of people that booked reservation and is about to order the tasting like right and it wasn't something that was super obvious like I don't think my sister and mom noticed it that much but for me I can tell because I'm I, I don't know how to sit at a restaurant and not observe everything yeah. else that's going on. I have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if I see you pouring wine to two other two tops that came in after us, and then we still don't have water, and you, mm. you know, you're just not engaging, for me, that's, like, an issue, especially if we're the only people in there that look out of place. Like, that's a problem mm. for no, me. Mm. We literally, I'm not going to go into details either. But we right. just have the exact same experience as me. It's never that's never happened to me before. Not to say I've yeah. never faced discrimination or anything like that, but I've never before this, this this week gone to a restaurant and watched actively as we were ignored, and I watch him walk past us speedily and lean away from us. Like the body yeah. language was so it was so intense, and I watched because like I went to the restroom and we just came from the beach. Go sit down. I'm like, I gotta wash my hands, and I'm like, you know, wash my hands, just get ready for the the, the thing. Come back. I spend a little time there. I'm like washing my hands before I use the restroom and after, and it's like, so I spend a little time in there. I come back and there's no water yesterday, which is like odd <laughs> for the for this place. We've never been there before, but which is odd for like a restaurant like this, or what we thought it was. And then 
needs to go wash her hands, come back, and I'm like, what's up, no water? Still no water. I thought we would have been ordered by the time we were coming just for like a cheese plate and some water. We just wanted to just get a quick thing and then go home for dinner just to like try the place out. And it was like, we couldn't even get water yet. And so I watched like two other sets of tables come in. Uh, maybe they had reservations or whatever it was. And because we were walking. And I, when I watched, it was happening. I felt it first. So I was ready to like to roast him as soon as I came in. But I was like, let me give him, give him he's busy. Let him do his thing. We knew it, from the beginning. My like, intuition oh, was already yeah. telling me to like, I didn't fuck with him. But I was like, let me just give him, a, let me open my heart. It's also something I'm working on too. It's not completely. So let me see what happens. And then we're hanging out. And I'm having a hard time even listening to my wife talk and like process what's going on. Because I'm like, I think we're, it's happening right now. I think right. we're being discriminated against like right now. Right and now. now I'm like, stuck in that limbo and i watched him literally like sit people after us walk past them multiple times lean away from us give people water two other people bring water and just like walk past us and then i looked at nisa and i, I watched her realize what was happening too and then she was like you want to go i was like yeah i think we should go and so for my table with no water <laughs> we just yes, got like they don't offer wine and I don't have water at the table. Like, stop doing that. It was it, like, and for me, I'm like, I'm super patient. It's like, you can make mistakes. Exactly. You can you can even take as long as you're going to take. Because I know everybody Same. can't multitask like that. But it's like, when you do come, first of all, show up. And when you do show up, show up with enthusiasm and care. If every time you show up, I can tell that you care Mm-hmm. I will wait as long as it takes because yeah. I know that you're a person and it's overwhelming, but it was like, I saw him make a judgment about us. And I was, and I told Tabari, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I know what's happening. He doesn't make enough money mm-hmm. because when you don't make enough money and you're a little racist too, which is like a really shitty place to be, <laughs> then you like calculate in your brain who is going to pay me the best, usually wrong, but in your way, like that's how you rationalize it. Versus when you know, no matter what, you're going to do fine at the end of the night, you don't do that because you don't need to do that. And so I was like, oh, you thought you were going to make more money if you went over there versus over here and you're wrong. And actually you just made it happen because you like never served us. So we like never had an opportunity to pay you. And we would have been like- going to like we- yeah, I was like, that's just, you just miss out. And that's so unfortunate because these other tables, like it's so easy to like think, oh, well, they don't belong this and that. I cannot tell you how many times I've been stiffed by people who seemed wealthy or seemed, mm-hmm. you know, together or seemed like they died out all the 10%. time. And they took 10%. <laughs> they don't care about anything. And so... I was like, oh, like you obviously are in a scarcity mindset and you also have some really like false beliefs about who people are and like what wealth looks like. And so I was just like, that sucks for you. So we ended up just going to like the taco truck in our neighborhood, which was like (laughs) amazing. And like, I was like, they'll they'll never treat us like this. (laughs) All the time to see us. You got five-star service. <laughs> I was like, and they just upgraded. They went from having a tent to a food truck with yeah. a tent. Shout out to them. So they like completely they doubled their prices. upgraded. Like, they doubled their prices. Fun. 
Happy to pay. I was so happy for them. Because I've been telling you why ever since we went there, I was like, they should charge double for these tacos. I've been saying that for months, and they finally did it. Yeah. Probably because like, they have to wow. gain that traction, unfortunately. Yeah. It just makes sense. And, like, to see, like, and that's, you know, that's not the typical experience that we have. But, you know, I in those situations, I was like, I let them know what happened. Be- and, you know, chances are, and it's something I've learned, if something that egregious happens, you're not the first one. Yeah. You are not the first one. So I was like, let me just let them know, because I just don't think that, because I was looking at the other sections on our way out, and I saw other people being treated way better. And I was like, okay, so I think it's just this person, because this other like these other two servers are killing it and you look around the energy of the room is different like people just looked happier on that side of the dining room than on our side so it was just even from that standpoint I was like okay I think they have a little bit of a bad apple situation and so I was like let me just tell them what happened I was like it was so sad I I didn't want to have to leave but I had to leave I sent an email that's what I did and they responded I was like, okay, you know, like, I always just do stuff privately, because I just don't like to, like, sit in, like, the consequence of someone else doing wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me at least pursue justice in some kind of way, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily, like, in the form of blasting them on social media or whatever it's like i just want somebody to say sorry that's really yeah. awesome. <laughs> not, not me blasting somebody on social media <laughs> like, what's the point of that you know what i mean it's like i'm not trying to you know what i mean you because like the restaurant and do a thing this person did a thing right and as a business owner you know what i mean it's like you i know, know about how it. pieces it and i've also worked for other people when i've represented the company in the in a good light too you know what i mean where i've gone above and beyond and it shines light on the bigger corporation that i work for so right. it's like I'm aware about how that stuff works and I just didn't want to like and it, I don't really like what I what I, what they actually wanted was the acknowledgement that we had yeah. we had the experience and y'all to know as well. And so I will say I've done it once, but you know what? I it really bothered me, but we I hadn't my dad travels a lot, so we hadn't all came together as a family to eat and I was mm-hmm. opening a restaurant, so we were busy. Mm-hmm. And we went to get breakfast and um, this, they sat us down. We were we sat down for probably 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the owner, the, the server came by and like closed us out. And she's like, okay, have a nice day. And we were like, okay, we're still talking. We're catching up. And then like another server kept trying to come by to like get us to leave. I guess there was a line and the owner came by and he's like, hey, um, sorry. Like there's people waiting. Like, do you mind getting up? And then my dad's like, okay, let's just go. And I'm like, no, like uh, as somebody who knows how it works, like I'm not about to be like, why is he asking us to leave? So um, we had only sat down for probably 30, yeah, 35 minutes. And then he came back and he's like, hey, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I was like, why? I said, I just saw another table that sat down uh, before us who's been here for 40 minutes and you're not going to ask them to leave i was like why are you asking us and then he started arguing and this is the owner and i knew who he was but he didn't know he didn't know who i was Mm. um but it was the way he talked about it was very rude and i could tell that we were being picked out 
and yeah. even my my dad spotted it and he was like let's just leave i don't want any drama i was like honestly i'm i'm here for it right yeah, it's now. The day. <laughs> they started and i'm gonna finish it you're interrupting my day off um Right. So we kind of got in a heated argument because he tried to tell me that we sat there for an hour and 30 minutes. And I was like, no, we didn't. Mm -hmm. And so we went back and forth and I was like, you know what, just so you know, I work in the industry. When I go home, I'm going to let everybody know about my experience because I didn't sit here for an hour and a half. Also, all of you were very rude and we were trying to have family time and you didn't read the room and you picked us out out of everybody else in there right. to leave. And we were the only ones that looked out of place. Let's be honest. Right. So he started yelling at me. And then, you know, okay. I, I yelled, I said one thing. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like, I, I'm going to make sure people know about this. And then I went home. I put it on Facebook. Mm. I got a lot of comments on it. And they tagged him. And he um, he came back and he actually apologized because he realized that we weren't there for an hour and a half. That he read that he quote unquote read the situation wrong and confused us with another table. Um, and then wow. he was like, and then he was like, you know, as a, as an apology, I'm donating a certain amount of money to a Latin organization. I was like, what in the me with that bullshit? Wow. What about my, my pain? Donate to me. Right. <laughs> Donate to me. Give me, got, invite okay. me back. I'm sure you got siblings or cousins that need to go to school. They, they need school books. <laughs> That's trash because it's like when you are a racist person, I honestly really view it as a mental illness at that point. You need to go and get help. You need to go talk to somebody, take some meds. You know what I mean? Do some meditations. You need to do something because it just comes out in your sweat because there's no reason, even if you were there the longest, that is so rude. And when you look at it from a perspective of a restaurant owner, how do you, how does he know that you're not going to then come back with 10 more people for a birthday? Mm -hmm. That's how you get those mm -hmm. types of opportunities or like, oh, this food, just like the lady with the date cake, right? Like she ended up having it for her wedding. That's why it's so important to treat every single person like it's the business is not just this one sale today mm. like that person might come back they're going to tell 20 more people but people love to tell everyone when something goes wrong yep. like that's just like how our brains are wired so it's like i get that some people really i get that customers are rude and do a lot but at the same time it's like you cannot afford to be the person that's treating people especially based on discrimination the wrong way and if there's a line let the line be the line's good for you that's marketing let the line be outside enjoy this abundance enjoy the fact that people want to eat at your restaurant instead of being like anxious and upset about it that's a good thing some people would kill for a line out the door right now so yeah even at that the fact point that he couldn't even appreciate it at that point is it about profit or experience because are you right. just trying to get people in and out or are you trying to create like a right. place where people can see their friends see their family have a good time have that relationship and I'm not sure what the reason was behind it or if it was an actual mistake but either way it ruined our day which, right you know I think it is a mistake <laughs> I was like you, you could try it if it you was, want it was a mistake after his, his mistake was talking to the wrong person. That, that's no. that's a mistake because he tried you. That's the mistake. Right. That was <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like this world, like no, you're not about to 
act like I don't know what's happening. Like, right. I, I don't think he knew I was a chef, but yeah. make it make sense. You didn't have to. You didn't have to qualify. It's like I'm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you shouldn't have to be a chef to. You know what I mean? It's like it's a mistake because it's like, uh oh, like who did I just piss off? But it, it's like in this day and age where we there's it's so easy to be amplified for any reason good or bad you definitely want to be extremely mindful and I think people are like oh like oh people are sensitive I'm like no it's just that people have means of accountability now like now you can be held accountable so act like you're being held accountable instead of like you can do whatever you want to do yeah I don't I think people use sensitive a lot but I think what all the restaurants and everything we went through during COVID was honestly harder for us, I think, Mm -hmm. as our group, because we didn't have as much, you know, there's only so much we can do during COVID. So when we came back, it's like, oh, now we're going to demand it. Like, you're going to talk to our workers better. You can't come in here acting crazy because we don't need that. Like, we, that's one thing I respect about the owner here is that if he, if we have a guest who's disrespectful, like, they can leave and it's not like this whole saying yes to everybody right that mentality is out the door so Mm. important i always say when people have the struggle hiring i'm like it's because you're struggling to treat people right (laughs) (laughs) tons of people are getting laid off left and right there's not a shortage of talent there's a shortage of the right treatment and at this point people are looking for that Claudia, yeah. we do thank you for hanging out with us today. It's a very yeah, fun. Thank you. Talking about so food. Fun. And, yeah. This is amazing. This is so thank fun. You. I'm always like so surprised by how funny people are. And like, <laughs> yay. Thank you for not asking me a bunch of pastry questions. <laughs> <laughs> how do so you make can... pie dough? <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you? Um, people can find me at Miller Union and on Instagram, um, Claude Victoria. Awesome. I don't have Twitter or anything because I'm lazy. <laughs> Twitter is, listen, that's a project. <laughs> I just go for news and I'm, I'm out of there. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Claudia, for joining the Sensitive Business Podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. I want to thank you, first and foremost, for listening to the entire podcast. You know, you're a real one. I want to know more people like you because I really, really fuck with you. We should be friends. Let's start this friendship off by you rating and sharing this podcast with at least one of your friends. That way you can brag about knowing us from the beginning. Isn't that what you really want? <laughs> Bragging rights? Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you're not on there, then I don't know what to tell you. 